Are you itching for it? Do you want it? Episode 98 of the Divorce Resource Guy podcast is here. Let's talk about divorce. Shall we? Let's go. Welcome to the Divorce Resource Guy podcast with Jason Lavoie, a.k.a. the Divorce Resource Guy, a former divorce attorney turned divorce coach, talking about all things divorce, including the good, bad, and the ugly from an attorney's point of view. Remember, you're not alone. And now your host, Jason Lavoy. Welcome, welcome to episode number 80, no 88, 98. We're almost at 100, folks. 98 of the Divorce Resource Guy podcast. I am your host, Jason Lavoy, a.k.a. the Divorce Resource Guy. And today we're going to talk about different ways to skin that divorce cat. What do I mean? Well, I have a special guest for you. His name is A.J. Grossman. He is the son of a Navy officer and founder of Leapfrog Divorce. You see, he likes helping people like you solve problems because in addition to just getting a fee, he gets the daily affirmation that he's in the right place doing the right thing when a client shares how his work has transformed their life for the better. You see, he's not your average attorney. He actually listens. You'll hear him and I talk about that, you know, how the small act of listening actually really makes a difference. It does. And yet many attorneys seemingly don't do it. Why? I don't know. I did it. I tried to do it. But most attorneys don't do it. And that's why people are unhappy with their attorneys. And that's why choosing the right attorney the first time around is so critical to your divorce, saving you tens of thousands of dollars and months in time. So let's get right to it. Let's talk. Let me introduce to you, AJ Grossman. AJ, welcome to the show. I'm excited to have you on as a guest. Oh, Jason, thank you so much for having me. I feel really blessed to be able to spend some time with you today. Yeah, it's going to be exciting because we're going to be talking about, um, well, what's a frog? A frog is a reptile. Yes? No? Yes. All right. Yes. Well, we'll, we'll be talking about frogs. <laughs> In a way, people are like, am I on the right podcast? <laughs> I am not a biologist. <laughs> right. <laughs> no dissecting going on here. Um but the first question that I'm going to ask you, I ask of all my guests, it's a great kind of intro warm up question. So tell everybody who may not be familiar with you, kind of who you are and a little bit about your background and how you got to this point. Okay. Well, uh, my name is AJ Grossman, and I'm a divorce lawyer in Orlando, Florida, and kind of a, a quick rundown of, of how I got here. So um, my dad was an officer in the Navy. And he was stationed out in Honolulu at Barbers Point, and that's where I was born. So my life started in Honolulu and then went to Northern California, the Silicon Valley before it was the Silicon Valley. So that's where I grew up. That's where I went to elementary school and high school and, and college. And then I came out to Florida in about 2006 for law school and have been here ever since. Nice, nice. And you're an attorney. You're a family law attorney. Have you practiced solely in the area of family law? And, and do you still practice in that area now? Or are what we're about to talk about? Is that your, your main gig now? That's a great question. So I'm a firm believer in focusing on one area of law, getting really deep with it, 
knowing as much as I can know about it and becoming as much of an expert on that one area as possible. So that's all I've ever done for the last 12 years. And as a matter of fact, I did that when I was still in law school. I worked at the family law clinic, uh, helping people from a, a lower socioeconomic class uh, get divorced. Yeah, you and I have very similar backgrounds to that extent. That's how I started too. I went to law school. I, I did some uh, work in the DV clinic and, and I went always knowing I wanted to do family law. And then I got out and I practiced family law uh, and then I quit. But, <laughs> but this is not about me. <laughs> that but, happens a lot. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but I, I love your story. I love your background. And let's talk about how you transitioned into leapfrog divorce. And that is where we're talking about frogs. It's called leapfrog divorce. Tell us a little bit about that. Okay. So I'm a, I'm a very creative person person and I'm a very driven person and over the years I've I've started multiple businesses and when I graduated from law school and passed the bar I I really didn't know how to run a law firm and so I was hoping to join another law firm but that didn't happen so uh, my wife and I who's also a, a, a Florida attorney decided to open up our own practice and we wanted to focus hundred percent on family law so that's what we did back in 2011 and we ran that until about mid 2015 and my my wife ra um, waved the proverbial white flag and said i don't want to practice family law anymore <laughs> please let me out yeah, don't so, feel so, bad. <laughs> so i let her out and i went to join uh, another practice uh, in downtown orlando and i was there doing a lot of litigated divorces trial work lots of hearings uh, for about five years uh, and then left there and, and joined another firm. I was there for a short period of time. It just wasn't a good fit and, and knew I had to get out and run my own thing again. I, I do have an entrepreneurial spirit. Uh, marketing and advertising and branding is really big for me. And I think that being a, the captain of my own ship, you know, the owner and, and the leader of my own firm was really where I was supposed to be. So that's how Leapfrog Divorce started. Yeah, I'm telling you, you and I have eerily similar pass uh so to speak um that's kind of how i ended up doing coaching here um in the divorce world so mm -hmm. so you created you know i feel like law school kind of sapped all my creativity i also was uh, a creative person before i went to law school and now i feel like i'm, I'm struggling to get it back <laughs> <laughs> but um leapfrog divorce i mean that's an interesting name it right? is you didn't call yes. yourself Roaring Lion Divorce. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you come up with Leapfrog? Oh, I love that question. Okay, so there were there were four reasons, really. Um, one is the Central Florida legal community, like many other communities, is inundated with what I would call very stereotypical generic law firm names, like uh, the Orlando family firm or the men's divorce firm or Smith, 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 Smith and Smith, you know, right. something, <laughs> something like that. And so being a, a big marketing, advertising, branding person, I knew that I wanted a name that really stuck out, something that was different, caught people's attention um, and, and really made a mark in the local community and got people talking about it. So that was that was reason number one why I wanted to have a, a very different name. Reason number two was uh, I can remember being a, a young child and being fascinated with frogs. And so I had a frog piggy bank and frog Christmas tree ornaments. Um, you name it, I had some kind of a frog thing. So it, it has some personal meaning to me. 
And then the third reason was when I was going through my, my business degree, my undergraduate degree, uh, we studied a, a strategic concept called leapfrogging. And basically what that means is you look at your competitors, you take what they're doing, and you do it better in some way. Uh, cheaper, faster, higher quality, something. And so I, I knew what my competitors were doing, and I really wanted to offer something different. And so LeapFrog seemed to fit. And then the, the fourth reason was I, I took a, a sheet of paper, eight and a half by 11, and I brainstormed a whole bunch of names on the front and the back, and I handed it to my wife, and I said, look through this sheet of paper and all the names as fast as you can and pick out the one that jumps out at you first. No I pun like intended. <laughs> and she said, well, it has to be LeapFrog Divorce. So that was it. Oh, there you go. And you listen to her. Yes. <laughs> I think that's a little golden nugget in that. <laughs> Always. Right. Um, that's that's awesome. And when you say, you know, you looked at your competitors, were your competitors other family, traditional family law firms or somebody else? Yeah, so it would be traditional family law firms, those firms in the area that do what I call uh, kitchen sink law. You know, they, they do everything from, from soup to nuts. So they do criminal and immigration right. and bankruptcy and family law and intellectual property and everything else that's out there. Uh, but primarily it was, it was those family law firms in the Central Florida community that focused on, on family law. That's, that's who I saw as my direct competitors. So what makes LeapFrog different? Oh, so the, the tagline is we do divorce better. And there are lots of ways we do that. Number one is it, it really goes to the number one complaint about lawyers. And it's been the same complaint for decades. And that is we're all cold. We have no feelings. We don't really listen. We don't care. The clients are just, you know, a wallet or a checkbook. And so I am very much a feeling person. I'm very much an emotional person and, and those things are important to me. So I felt like I could help, I could empathize with my clients in a way that many of my competitors either refused to do or couldn't do. Right. And so, so much of my education uh, after law school, you know, I went out to, to the Strauss Institute out at Pepperdine University School of Law and studied uh, dispute resolution and learned a lot more about empathy out there. And so I've really made that a hallmark of how I practice as a lawyer, really, really listening to clients and helping them feel seen and heard and feel like their voice really matters. And so that's that's probably if not the number one reason we're different but definitely a key reason we're different yeah i couldn't agree with you more on that it's amazing to me and i it became so much more apparent when i stopped practicing as a an attorney and became a a coach you know the anxiety and the stress level that clients have with their own attorney right mm -hmm. forget about everything else going on in a contested divorce but their own attorney Right. And I was always of the mindset that should be the least person that you're stressing about, right? right? They're on your team. You know, you're supposed to be on the same page and, and that you shouldn't be stressing about that. But it really is um, a big factor that plagues a lot of people in their divorces. And it, and it astonishes me why attorneys, again, maybe they might be a brilliant attorney, 
but not the best businessman and, and not have the best bedside manner, right? Like a right. doctor. Um, right. But it just, especially in this space, it astonishes me how often people complain about that. Yes, all the time. All the time. I'm constantly talking with people who are currently represented and they'll say, I'm so glad I found you online. You're the first attorney that, attorney that has actually listened to me and heard what I said. Thank you. And it just, it, it just, my, you know, my jaw falls to the floor and I just think, wow, what a missed opportunity for so many lawyers out there. Right. I know. Um, anyway, good for you. Kudos. <laughs> because I, I, I operate on, on, on the same uh, wavelength as you uh, as far as, you know, just listening, which is in my mind a small thing, but it's really a huge thing. Um, and, and a lot of people overlook that and uh, except the clients, the clients don't. And right. it becomes apparent when you don't listen to them. And um, so how do you talk to me about the process? I mean, do you you know, from, from the beginning, you know, let's say somebody calls you for uh, an initial consultation or inquiry about a divorce. Do you represent them as their attorney? Do you serve as a coach, do something in another capacity? Walk me through the, the process. Okay. Another great question. So it really depends upon what their goals are. So for example, I talk to a lot of people who say, um, you know, I've been through a divorce before and I know what divorce is all about and I really don't want to involve attorneys at this point. Can you help me? And I'll say, well, yes, I am a Florida Supreme Court certified family mediator. I can help you and your spouse in that capacity. And if that's how you would like to work with me, then we should end our consultation now so that we can schedule a meeting with you and your spouse. So I can talk to both of you about what mediation looks like, what the process is, how long it might take and what the cost might be. So that's one, one scenario. Other people say, oh, for example, I, I spoke to a gentleman today and he said, um, my divorce has been going on for a long time and my wife and I uh, were both represented. Neither one of us are represented now and we're done with attorneys. And so I'd like to hire you as a coach or a consultant kind of behind the curtain or behind the scenes right. to help me navigate handling my own divorce. Can you help me? And I said, absolutely, I can help you. I can be your coach. I can be your consultant. And what surprised me was he said, you're the first attorney, attorney who told me you could do that. And I thought, wow, another missed opportunity. So, so really, it, it depends upon what, what a person's goals are, what their experience with the divorce process has been so far, so far and, um, you know, what, what their preference is. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly what I do as a coach, right? Behind the scenes, um, you know, a member of their team helping them navigate the, the system, so to speak. And it, it, it amazes me why, you know, you and I, I think, are one of the few, I could probably count on one hand, um, less than five fingers, how many people I know who are attorneys who do that type of work. And I always was wondering why, why is that? Um, and my, the only answer I come up with is that other attorneys are practicing, you know, traditional family law and, and they just don't want to, or don't want to learn how to, because it is different. It is a different hat you you're, you're wearing. Right. Um, but AJ, do you also, if somebody's called in and said, I'm looking for an attorney. 
to represent me in my divorce in a traditional way. Can you help? Yes, absolutely. So um, what I typically do is I'll I'll ask them a lot of open-ended questions to learn more about them as a person, learn more about them as a human being. For example, I'll ask questions like, um, what's keeping you up at night about your situation? Or what have you done to try and make your situation better? And how did that work out for you? Um, If you could wave a magic wand and make everything better, what would your life look like? Those are or, great questions. Uh, yeah, yeah. Or um, if, if you had a, a movie running through your mind and it was a movie of your divorce and you were the main character, what would it look like? What would you be doing? What would I as your attorney be doing? What would your kids be doing? And so I try and get them to, to envision their ideal divorce. And then based upon what they tell me, then I'll say, well, you know what? There's a lot of options for divorce. And let, let me share those with you. And I'll run through all of the options from a kitchen table divorce to uh, like a coach consultant type of divorce to collaborative divorce to mediation to the litigated divorce in a courtroom. And I will basically just serve as a guide to help them choose the best process for them. But a, a traditional contested litigated divorce, you would also do that. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Yes. What what percentage of your practice would you say encompasses that type of case? So I would say that about 90 percent, 85 to 90 percent of my cases are what I would call a litigated divorce. And then the others are a combination of uncontested divorces coaching, mediation, and collaborative divorce. Okay. So the majority of your practice is uh, a traditional, you represent somebody in a contested divorce. Yes. Okay. Um, and how do you find, because again, I love your approach, uh, right, uh, of listening and empathy. Mm-hmm. And and that is great and necessary for your client. Right. How does that, how do you deal with, the other side who may not feel that way, right? Ah, who who uh-huh. wants to, you know, litigate, you know, file a lot of motions, um, not very open to amicable negotiation. How do you deal with that? Right. So I, I usually start a case if, if I don't know much about the other side, I usually start a case out as um, cooperative, as cooperative as possible, always professional, always civil, but as cooperative as possible. Hey, you know, we've got to work together. Let's um, find some common ground here. Let's find a settlement that each person can live with, not necessarily their their best day, but something they can live with. And let's get this done for for this family or this couple so that everybody can move on. And, you know, as much as possible, try and minimize trauma, trauma to each other and trauma to the family. So that's how I'll start. If what I see from the other side is a rejection of a cooperative approach and they want to take an aggressive approach, then I will shift gears and I will move into more of a assertive, aggressive posture, um, letting them know, 
hey, you know, I, I can see what you're doing. I can see how you want to approach this, and this is certainly a choice, and we can go down that road if that's how you'd like to proceed. Uh, or otherwise, we can, you know, try this way. Uh, your choice, I'm perfectly able to do either one. And so um, I, I'm really gauging my approach, my strategy, um, for my client based upon the reception, if you will, that I get from the other side. And I'll tell you, when it comes to uh, table negotiations with the other side or mediations, I still reach out to that other spouse across the table and empathize with them and try and help them feel heard, that their perspective has value and then I really want to hear it. I sincerely want to hear it. I don't close them off. I don't shut them out. And that's, you know, some of my clients will ask me after a, a mediation, so to speak, and say, why were you so nice to my spouse? Or why do you care what he or she thinks? And I'll, I'll explain to them. I'll say, it's all part of the strategy. Here's why it works. I, you know, that's a great point because, you know, as a practicing attorney, I've seen it, you know, more times than I could count where in a formal setting, whether it's, uh, you know, you're in front of a judge arguing a motion or, you know, the clients are by your side and the attorneys are talking to each other, too often the attorney feels like they have to perform uh, for the client as, as almost if they, to justify their fee. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and, and like, I'm, look, look, look what I'm doing for you. Um, and, but to do the performance is, adversarial unnecessarily often right? And, right and so then you get them on the phone one-on-one -on -one and it's almost like a who are you conversation um and oftentimes in candor they would they'll explain oh yeah you know my client was next to me and I'm like, oh, what does that change things but right. um but so clients feel like right if you're being almost empathetic to you know the other side you know that somehow you're doing them a disservice and that's not right. the case at all Right. No, not at all. Not at yeah. all. There's <laughs> uh, <laughs> always a, it's a lot of psychology in family law, isn't there? <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. A ton. I always, I always kid if I wasn't an attorney, I would be a psychologist, but you know, statistics couldn't get past that. <laughs> 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 Had to take advanced statistics, forget about base. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> True story. <laughs> so, uh, our time is almost up for today. And this has been, I think, really, really helpful um, for people to understand that the type of, you know, a divorce isn't one way, right? There, there are different right. ways to skin a cat. And, right. and, and that's what I think the point of this episode is, is that you don't have to go to court. You don't have to litigate. You don't have to fight over everything. Right. You know, there, there's different ways to approach it. And of course, you have to tailor that to how the other side is responding. Um, but you know, you, you try and, and do the best that you can. What would you what would you say in your experience from a client's from dealing with clients um, are the one or two or if you have three, that's great. I don't want to put you on the spot too much. But what are the biggest obstacles that clients are facing when when going through a divorce that you think are, are troublesome that you know they can easily kind of get past if they do this one thing? You know what what are, what are like the big ticket things? Ah, okay. So I've got two right on the top of my, my mind. So, so one is focusing on what they have the ability to, to control 
and surrendering to those things that they can't control. For example, um, a lot of my clients will complain about how the their child's other parent um, is not being a good parent. They're making bad decisions. They're they're feeding inappropriate dinners, or they're watching TV too late. Not doing the and, homework. Yeah, yeah, things like that. And, and I say, well, you you really can't control that, can you? And oftentimes they'll say, no, you're right, I can't. And I say, well, how much energy are you spending worrying about that which you can't control? And maybe you should focus on those things that you can do that you have control over instead of worrying about those other things. So that that's that's one of them. The other one is um, really a, a lack of understanding or a lack of education about how to communicate more effectively with someone you're in conflict with. So oftentimes divorcing um, spouses or divorcing parents will be like stubborn mules or oak trees, right? They're, I they're, like the they, oak tree, yeah. Yeah, they, they've, they've been planted, they've got their position, they've grown their roots, and they are, they are not gonna move. This is my position and I am holding to it. I don't care what that, that other tree does, I am not gonna move. And so if, if they would just take a very different approach and almost use their conflict, their divorce, as a learning opportunity to learn more about where their spouse is coming from. Because if you can, if you can negotiate a settlement that delivers what they care about in their world, while still getting what's important to you, that to me is a golden settlement. Right, and, and, and the nugget there, tell me if this is, if you agree with this or not, but this is what I'm hearing. You know, when you're negotiating, right, what's important to your spouse may not be exactly the same thing that's important to you. Right. Uh, so you can almost give them what they want and still get what you want, right? right? Um, they're not always mutually exclusive um, or the same thing, I should say. It's kind of like the, um, you'll know this, the the orange oh, yes. uh, story, right? The orange Yes, kid. I love that story. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so I love that. And I love the fact that you talked about controlling only what you can control. I preach that all the time. You, mm -hmm. you can only focus on you and control you. You can't control what they do. Right. And if you litigate, a judge can't make them be a good parent, right? The judge can't make them be the dad you want them to be. Right, exactly. And they're not going to make them do that <laughs> because right. they can't. Yeah. So you got to get past that. Um, and of course, there's different ways to do that, therapy and, and different resources, but that that's something that they have to work on um, and because being a divorced family is a new world, right? right? And people don't understand that. you. This is something that you probably didn't plan on Nobody plans right. on getting divorced, right. um, and it's an it's a new world living as a divorced family. But you're not alone, and, and there's a lot of resources out there to help you kind of transition into that. So I love how you how you focus on that too. Awesome. So you know, I always say time flies when you're having fun. Yeah. Um, and, and and we are uh, almost out of time here. Tell people where they can find you. Okay, so the best place to find me is online at my website. It's www.leapfrogdivorce.com. Great, and you're in Florida, and you, I guess, 
obviously you're licensed in Florida. You can only, you only handle Florida cases. Would that be accurate? That is accurate. However, I have handled cases uh, for people who um, are in other states and have a spouse here in Florida. And as a matter of fact, I got a call from somebody today in Texas wanting me to help her as a divorce coach. There you go. Yeah. 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 The best part about being a coach is that there are no boundaries. Right. <laughs> as, long, as long as you don't give that quote legal advice. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I love that. I love that too. It's uh, working all over and, and with different people in, in different states. There but, you have you know, it, AJ Grossman. Going through a divorce, enjoyed that conversation. A lot of generalities in Florida. There. And, and as a near coach, where he is, I would hit him up if you process. are looking for help in divorce. Um, um, so I love it. can represent and, you. Um, and contact like other attorneys. He you gets it, right? He will listen. Help and, uh, uh, and listening you know, his approach is, is like mine. So there's not many people like us out there. So, maybe it happens over time. You know, you know finding uh, the right so people check out AJ, on your team thank you for being my guest on the show. And if you are looking for help with your divorce right. and you're looking for we a coach, about, we could talk about we do a whole other episode right about how to your situation, no matter where you are. touched on it a little bit, but that's what I do. Huge thing. That's what I do as a divorce coach because choosing the wrong one is costly. Yes, it can. Get on the complimentary AJ, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, I love the your next step should be and, and how I may be able to help. That would be amazing. Also, Thank if you, you so like what you're hearing in the podcast, please take a moment, go to iTunes, subscribe, and leave me a kind review because it really helps spread the word and I would appreciate it to no end. In the meantime, all I'm going to ask you to do is be strong, act confident, and stay positive. I'm Jason Lavoy, a.k.a. The Divorce Resource Guy, and I'll be seeing you real soon.